Welcome to Wildfire Kingdom. Thanks for joining our little Bible study here. We're in week three of our study on prayer and week two on studying the Lord's Prayer. So we are going to be talking about Matthew 6, uh, verse 10, uh, which says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So what is the kingdom? Uh, what is it God desires? What's it, what is it God has been wanting all this time? So in order to answer that question, we have to go back to Genesis and uh, see what, what, what God's intention was back in Genesis 3.8. So if you want to look up Genesis 3.8. And they heard the sound of the Lord walk the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves in the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Okay, so God's plan all this time was to hang out with us in the garden and eat food. Good talk, uh, good food, good conversation. What could, what more could you want? And then we screwed it up. And so everything that God has done since then has been to bring us back to that point where we can be at one with God. And I use the word at one because um, we're going to talk about that toward the end of the show. So in order to really think about the kingdom of God, we're going to look at the, the seven uh, original Jewish feasts. And am I wondering, well, if, if for Christians, why, why are we looking at Jewish holidays or holy days? Because the word holiday comes from holy day. So everything that Jesus, that God wanted to do from the very beginning, he, he, he put them in, in, these, in these holidays. And, and almost every holiday has to do with feasting and and uh, communion with each other and with God. So the, the, none of these holidays are done separate from each other. We all, they always came together to celebrate these holidays and to be one with each other and with God. Um, only one of those was not actually a feast, and that, that would be the Day of Atonement. But we're going, we're going to get to that. So, um, of course, we have Shabbat, which we call Sabbath, which was a weekly day of observance to, to worship God together again. Um, so it was corporate worship. So we were in communion with each other and with God. And then we have the seven actual holiday holy days the holidays uh the first one is passover which we just had our passover seder yesterday uh in which we, we saw how the passover was all about jesus from the very beginning how he was he was the lamb and even the uh the, the matzah bread the bread that jesus broke even before he ever went to the cross, 
that matzah bread had holes in it and it had stripes in it. And the reason it had the holes and the stripes because it, it was uh, a depiction of his uh, his body that was broken for us by his stripes we were healed and of course he was pierced he was uh, pierced for our transgressions as, as as it says in isaiah and so it all came it all came to be on on that passover or the passover meal where we get our Lord's Supper from is where he he, uh, he changed the, the Seder to be about him, to, to explain how it was always about him. For the next seven days was the the the, uh, the Feast of the Unleavened Bread because they ate, they made enough unleavened bread in Egypt in order to get in order to get to where they were going on the uh, across the other side of the Red Sea, because they they had, they had to bake it in haste, and and it had to not be spoiled. And it's it's the yeast that makes bread go bad quickly. So when you have bread that's not made with yeast, it lasts longer. It's not fluffy like we like, you know, but it lasts longer and. It wasn't about being fluffy. It was about um, providing sustenance. And so for seven days, that they, they ate this unleavened bread. It was also symbolic of leaving our sin behind. And so the, the, leaven, the leaven represents sin. So... Um, and also, uh, Jesus is called the bread of life. And once again, is celebrated as community. And so the day of unleavened bread is a day of burial. And we saw on, on uh, in our Passover Seder, we took that piece of bread and we broke it. We wrapped it in a white cloth and we hid it. And then after the Passover Seder was over, then you went and found it. Okay, so you found it, but um, <laughs> that was a, a picture of, of Jesus dying and being buried, or I hid it, it was buried, and then at the end, it was resurrected, we found it again, it was revealed. And so, um, which leads us to the next day, the next festival, is a festival of first fruits. Um, and the first fruits is celebrated with a sheaf of barley that they would wave in all four directions, north, south, east, and west. And it was uh, it was a thankfulness for that first harvest. And once again, uh, uh, there was a, a lamb sacrificed that was free of defects. And it was as for the thankfulness for, for the fertility of the land. So, but um, Messiah was the firstborn of the dead. Caleb, if you want to read 1 Corinthians 15, verses 20 through 23. 
But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since man came to death, by man also came to the resurrection from the dead. For for in Adam all died, even so Christ shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ and first fruits after those who are Christ as coming. Okay. So when, when Paul is talking about Jesus being the first fruits from the dead, he's making a reference back to the, the feastful of the first fruits. So like before, like if, if you didn't know about the first fruits, you might be wondering like why is he talking about God being fruit? Is God being fruity? And it has to do with that 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 festival of first fruits. Um, and what's interesting is that it, it's just a, this is a day of, of, of new beginnings. So. Um, Jewish history also tells us that Noah's flood ended on this day thousands of years ago. Um, Haman, um, if you read through the, the book of Esther, Haman was hanged on this day and and the people of the Israelites that were in bondage there and uh, were, were saved from utter destruction. Uh, the wave sheaf offering at the ordination of the temple happened on this day when they when they uh, ordained Solomon's temple and Jesus was resurrected on this day of the first fruits so there a lot of things happened on the day of first fruits the next one the next holiday that we're going to talk about is Shavuot which we call the day of Pentecost. Um, in, in Hebrew, it's Shavuot. And um, Pentecost literally means 50 days. So it was 50 days after Passover. It's also called the Festival of Weeks. It was a great gathering. People came from all around, from the, the diaspora, all, all the nations that had conquered Israel before and took, took people away. They... Uh, they, they would come back for this holiday. Okay. So I'm going to uh, read, I'm going to read Acts 2, verse 5, and then 9 through 11. Maybe we should read the other this one. And read clearly. There were, and there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, Parthians and Medes and Elamites, the dwelling Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya, joining Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, but Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. Okay, so it's about 14 different territories ranging across three different continents. 
uh, you know, God had a plan, e even when he was allowing people to be captured and carried away in into captivity, he was planning on planting churches with these people as far as Rome, uh, Mesopotamia, which would be like Iraq, Iran, that the, the whole Persian thing, which would even include Afghanistan. Um, and then you talk about um, there, so there are some countries, Egypt and Libya, Cyrene, so we're talking about North Africa, uh, Rome, so that's talking about Europe. And so there are a lot of different people that gathered. That just gives you an idea of how many people and from how far they had to travel to get to the day of Pentecost, to get to Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. Um, so th th this was a huge deal. So again, uh, Cheval has always been about how we can live in communion with God and each other. So uh, the day of Shabbat was, or Pentecost was the day that the law was given back in Exodus. And then later is the day that the Holy Spirit was given to us and came on the disciples in the upper room. Of course, thousands of years later. So it's pretty pretty big day, pretty important day in, in, in Hebrew, in Israelite history. Um, we'll read Exodus 24, verses 7 through 11. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people. And he said, All that the Lord has said we will do and be obedient. And Moses took the blood, sprinkled it on the people, and said, This is the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with you according to all these words. Then Moses went up, also Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu. 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 <laughs> These are not easy words, are they? No. I feel bad for a kid who got named this. <laughs> and 70 of the elders of Israel. 70 elders. 70 elders of Israel. And they saw the God of Israel. And there was under his feet as it were paid work of sapphire stone. And it was like the very heavens in its clarity. Okay. So... On this day of Shabbat, on Pentecost, he invited um, Moses and Aaron and his sons, Abihu and the other guy, <laughs> and, and the 70 elders uh, to a feast where they all got to see God in his element, and they were like amazed like wow did you say through 11 hmm? did you say through 11 yeah you want to go to 11 yeah but on the nobles of the children of israel he did not lay his hand they saw god and they ate and drank 
Okay, so it says they saw God and they ate and they drank. See, God threw a party. <laughs> and he invited, invited the 70 elders and Moses and Aaron and, and the, the, the two high priests. So, like, again, the whole point of all of these feasts, the, the whole point of everything that God does is to have a big party and invite everyone. But not everyone's going to go, though. Because they can't, they can't come into, into the presence of God without um, being holy. And so God has to make a way to make this work. The next feast is called Yom Tervah, which is also called, which is the Feast of Trumpets. Um, so like when, when, uh, when, um, when, uh, Jerick, when, when Joshua marched on Jericho, they, they blew the trumpets. It was actually on the Feast of Trumpets day. And then, the, and then of course the, the walls fell and everything. So, but anyway, so the time between the Pentecost and the trumpets is the age of the church. And so there's, 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 uh, some, you, we can kind of judge from how long it takes from, from, from the, um, day of Pentecost to the day, to the fall festival of the Feast of Trumpets. I kind of give you a, a general timeline of when Jesus is going to return because the next when the uh, when the Feast of Trumpets is comes to fruition is is going to be when when Jesus comes back at the last trumpet call and like everyone's why do we have trumpet call because of this festival so the anyway so back in the day the, the priest would blow his trumpet and that would be the the sign that the workers who are harvesting the the, the the crops would stop harvesting and come to the temple to worship and so that's kind of a sign for us that when when, when jesus comes all the harvesting stops and all of the all of the workers are, are called to the temple which is basically the, the rapture uh of course the word rapture is not in the bible but the concept is because the scripture says we'll be we'll be caught up in the air we'll meet jesus in the air and that's when and uh this feast of trumpets is supposed to be the most festive happiest joyous festival of all the festivals um because that's when we are reunited and we get to go to the temple and worship but then there's yom kippur the day of atonement and this is the most solemn day there is no feast on yom kippur there is a fast 
and it is a, a 25 hour fast and it's it's all about repentance it's about um atonement so if you notice it's not called the day of repentance it's the day of atonement and like i said before it's atonement is at one atone at at and then the next two letters are, are o and e so it's at one with god so the purpose of atonement is to be at one with god but you can't be at one with god without the repentance first a lot of people that, that they want to have the party without the repentance and it just doesn't work that way and god's not fooled and so on the day of atonement they would fast they would wear burial clothing like back back then they would wear a shroud um a, a burial that the men would wear a burial shroud the women would wear whatever women would wear yeah. at a funeral at their own funeral so they would wear funeral clothing as if they were going to die they'd, they'd be prepared to die they would fast not only from work they would fast from food they would fast from bathing perfumes uh intercourse like they weren't allowed to do anything fun on this day the, the only purpose of this day was to get right with god and to truly truly repent and get right with not only god but the people around them so like in in matthew on someone on the mount jesus talks about before we before we, we lay a gift at the altar for god we remember that we have uh, we we have uh there's some kind of altercation between us and our neighbor leave the altar leave the gift and go get right with that person because until we get right with the people around us we can't be right with god and a lot of us <laughs> that's kind of hard a lot of wrongs have been done we've done wrong to other people and so we have to like keep going back and thinking have, have, have i wronged anybody is there anything that i can get right with god get right with the people around me so that I can be right with god because the whole purpose of the kingdom of god is for us to love god but also to love each other and if we look at the ten commandments you know the first three commandments the first three or four commandments are about being right with god and the other commandments are about being right with the people around us not wanting their things not wanting their wife not stealing not coveting because all these things lead to strife with each other and so if we mess if we mess up any of those commandments we're not right with god and so we have to, so on the day of atonement they would do everything they could to to truly repent and repent that the word repent literally means to change your mind just i think a lot of people they want to they're, they're sorry that they got caught 
but they're not really sorry that they did what they did. Because if they think they got off the hook, they go back and do the same thing they're doing before. That's not repentance. That's just, oops, I got caught. I'm trying to avoid, you know. So if we're, if we're trying to avoid punishment and that's all we're doing, then essentially we're avoiding God, which is the complete opposite of atonement. Because we're, atonement is being one with God, being in communion with God. The, the, the central part of communion is union, it's, it's oneness. It's oneness as, as community and oneness with God. And anything we do, anything that we do that is contrary to that separates us from God. The Day of Atonement was the most holy of festivals, and they, they would have a, they would have two goats that that were without blemish. The the one they would sacrifice, and the high priest, one day of the year, would go in to the Holy of Holies and sprinkle the blood of this goat on the mercy seat. If God did not accept the um, the sacrifice, then that whole that high priest would die in there. And then the second goat, the high priest would lay his hand on this goat and confess the sins of the nation. And they put a red string, a red a red thread around the, the goat, around the goat's neck, and send it out into the wilderness, never to come back again. And it was kind of, it was sent to Azazel. Azazel is basically Satan. Um, it's if if you if you if you look into um, satanic worship, they have this big goat that sits on a throne. That's Azazel. That's Satan essentially, and basically, they're not worshiping Satan. Let me get that very clear. It's just giving him back all the all the junk that he brought to us. Like uh, years ago, I used to live in a college town, and there was this frat house right next to us. And they had this this fence, but they'd have these wild parties, and they, in the process of these wild parties, they would throw beer cans and other party paraphernalia. I'm not going to get into, and some of it would end up on our side of the fence. Well, so then. The next day, we had to go out there with a trash can and gloves, because that stuff we didn't want to touch. So we had to pick it up, pick up all that trash, tie it up, and throw it back over the fence. We weren't worshiping them; we were the, giving them the garbage back. So, so it's like, here's your sin. Yeah, here's your sin. You can have it back. We don't want any part of it. So that's basically. Um, what Yom Kippur was about. Um, so we got a few more. We have a few more uh, holidays to talk about. We we are out of time, but we will continue this next week. Uh, so we'll we will finish this series next week. And thank you for joining us on Wildfire King. <laughs>